Hello and welcome to Electrocast. My name is Brian Krogsgaard here with the one and only Josh Olswich. Hey, Josh. Mr. Brian. What doing? a week it's been, you know? Has it? Has it really been what a week? Sometimes you live years and days and days and years. <laughs> I know the quote you're talking about. <laughs> I butchered it, I know. But um, what is not much going on? Yeah. Mm. How about you? Um, I'm doing well. Things are popping in Alabama. People go back to school pretty early down in the south. So they go to school, school down there. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, so school started back this week, and you know, it's a big thing for parents. It is. Uh, yeah. And. It's hot and rainy and yeah, it miserable been. outside. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing too much, I guess. And and prices reflective of that. Like, uh, crypto is not really doing anything. Legacies going down. I mean, I guess it's a good thing crypto is not going down more than it is. And uh, therefore, everybody's gotten distracted by a. Uh, uh, a new social app in crypto where you can buy and sell each other. <laughs> I don't know about distracted, but I, you know, the meme where it's like, wake up something like there's arrows and there's like four things. My thought process was like, wake up, see new Ponzi scheme on CT, go to bed, wake up <laughs> like every day. It's some new garbage. Um, but Hey, whatever. Hey, there's no token for this one yet. So yeah. Yet. Um, do you want to do you want to name names? Uh, it's called Friend Tech. Friend, I think it's Friend dot Tech. I don't know. Um, it is. Tell me what is the use case? It's like BitClout two point with no, with no VCs or very, if if they are VCs, I don't know who they are. Um, but you can join a room, which is you buy shares in someone. So I would buy like a share of Carpe Noctum if you were to join. Uh-huh. and <laughs> price gets higher <laughs> with each person that buys and then as people sell the price gets lower so it's kind of this reflexive supply um it's what happened all... to bitcloud by the way uh they really sucked i don't know this um but it's all on chain it's on base that's... this time is this time is different that's the other news that's the other newsy component of this i guess is it's juiced base numbers pretty heavily so it's making the Coinbase L2 rollout do well um, because there's been like hundreds of thousands of transactions and this app has a whole bunch of users. But what <laughs> happens is each um, each person that joins this ends up with a value essentially. So the top value right now is uh, Kobe's Twitter account, which would cost you 1.8 ETH to join his room. But if you do, then you can just chat with him in his room. It's kind of like OnlyFans for crypto people. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so many, so many different. Um... A lot of utility here, Josh. A lot of utility. Um, but you can you can buy multiple shares of people and all kinds of random stuff. But we used to do that in this country, but then it was illegal. So I don't know if we should go back to that. You know, buy people. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like well a place to, we want to be. To be fair, this is an opt-in buying access to people, and the people have to make themselves available. I so, can see like, how it's like a subscription service. I guess yeah. I think it's it's cool. It's definitely been um, you know 
uh, top of mind, I guess, for crypto Twitter type folks. But it's uh, they did a they did a it's the app is terrible, but they did a good job with the memeing the rollout. Um, and you make fees when people trade you, so your incentive as the person opting in is i believe there's a 10 percent tax on buys and sells and you split that with the app itself so it's generated a lot of revenue for this app it's generated a lot of activity on base chain and um it has generated it generates fees if people are opting into your community or whatever they call it your room um so for example I think I put one ETH from Ledger Status.eth on here. And it says my wallet balance is 2.9 ETH um, because I've my portfolio has gone up. I bought <laughs> I bought Gainsey and 3X'd overnight and sold him. Um, and then uh, I have been messing around with other people too. But the trading fees are like 2 ETH. So there's enough transaction volume of people buying and selling uh, that you can make money that way. So it's it's pretty random. But it's Jeez. not like you can't monetize it directly. It's not like you get all the money that someone, you know, it's, it's not like they're, it's not a subscription service, basically. It's a weird equity thing. I've talked about it too much now, but that's, it's fascinating. It's fine. People are bored. People are, <laughs> what it's, it's like 2019 type stuff. Look, I get why Brian is uh, CEO of, Coinbase, not Brian ledgerstatus.com or whatever. Um, I get why Brian is out there like, you know, beating the bass drum, mm -hmm. no pun intended, for the uh, you know, the fees. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's not for me. I don't I think if you're a certain type of person, most of crypto Twitter is gonna love all this stuff. Anybody who is on Binance Smart Chain is gonna love this stuff. Uh it's just it's not for me. It'll never be for well, me. I think so. Base has a lot of the BSC uh, stuff, except with uh, BSC is an alternate layer one, and Base is a layer two that settles back on ETH with a higher security profile, and then also doesn't have its own native coin. So the value accrual theoretically would go to ETH as well. Um, I think so far, the rollout's been good for Coinbase. Like, if you look at activity on L2s, it's Optimism, Arbitrum, and and Base kind of like running up out of, out of nowhere now. So, it's uh, yeah. I have a Dune page on Base. Let me just look what the uh, flows are. Let me find it here. Sorry, one second. Uh, Let's see. It is up to 182 million bridged. Looks like dollars. Dollars. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Uh, USD greenbacks, dead presidents. Um, most of that is ETH, 142 million. So you're right. That is good for ETH. ETH does best price wise when people are using ETH to do stuff. Now, the stuff that they typically do with that to raise the price is pure high degen. You know, gambling, that's fine. Uh, but it certainly is better than sticking it in staking and sitting on it forever from a price perspective so far. They may change in a bull market, but uh, yeah, yeah. So this, this is good for ETH, regardless of my feelings of base or whatever else. But uh, So I really wanted to bridge to base about a little less than two weeks ago. 
but I was still on vacation and I, that night I ended up being too lazy. And that's the same day that, uh, a bunch of stuff that was going, moving early point, absolutely pointless tokens, but were being bought up based on the names. Um, like two thirds of them rugged, and then the swap protocol that was being used had a massive bug in every single pool, and like pretty much every coin there went to zero. So I kind of dodged a bullet by being lazy on that one. But I did finally bridge to do the the Frentech thing. Um, it's super straightforward. Also, I use Stargate, um, so the bridging is easy. You can add it to your wallet easily. All that stuff, just like any other EVM compatible chain. Um, I think I personally think base will do really well. And I'm glad that I, I finally pulled the trigger, like friend tech aside, like just to, I don't know. It's one of those things when you first, it takes you a while sometimes to just bridge over to a new thing and figure out how's it work and what's going on there. But once you do, sometimes that's paid off handsomely. Um, this isn't the same market as it was when BSC was launching and AVAX was launching and Solana was launching, but you know, there's, there's historically been pretty good opportunity for digging around on those places. I just don't want to promote, uh, you know, scratch off lottery tickets, basically. I mean, that's what we're doing here. We're just gambling and that's fine. There's, there's real stuff too. I mean, you're trading tokens, your, your, your token, your, your scratch off lottery tickets are just higher market cap than oh, some other people's. I mean, to some degree sure but at the end of the day it's just not for me so my opinion just it doesn't really matter um one other thing about base it looks like there's a hundred thousand users daily average users daily active users on average so far which is pretty good yeah that's a lot for a bear market yeah um i'll be interested to see if these layer twos end up with a uh a particular like flavor of dap for each one you know like do i don't know i'm making stuff up but do like trading and financial daps use solana and social ones use base and you know what i mean like d5 ones use optimism I'm, i don't i don't know any of that but that's just my curiosity well there's been a lot of uh, sports betting news with uh pen and uh i'm blanking Mark. on his name no presidente yeah um and I was thinking, like, what kind of overlap people wise as far as particip- participation goes? Like, is there comp? I I think that there's competition between people who are on something like base and people who are into like sports gambling, for example. Um, I that's probably like a small percentage, but I imagine that there are a lot of people who dabble in both. Do you think I'm wrong on that? No, I think you're right. Um... I just think as sports gambling gets bigger, especially in a bear market, like that there's even less of a reason to play around in alts, play around on Robinhood. Like if people are scratching that itch through easy sports gambling avenues, then I think they're kind of ignoring uh, crypto at the moment. But I, I think crypto has been one of the greatest Lindy elements of crypto is that it always finds new ways to create incredible speculation engines. You know, whether yeah, not, I'm just like not right now, you know, right? Like base is set up in a way that in a bull market, like things are going to go absolutely berserk there. No doubt. Like, it's yeah, like Binance market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just you're just saying it's too early. 
yeah, I'm just saying right now, like there's a lot of competing stuff between like traditional finance and, and, and rates between you know sports gambling. Just my visibility, my understanding of the visibility of sports gambling is just like exploding, right? Uh, but that could just be my vantage point. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I just think there's a lot of overlap there. I think there's competition there. I think um, as an example, when, when football comes back, and you know, I can't. That can't come too soon, man. You're going to see a lot of people focused on that. I think over crypto, in my opinion. So, pin to your what you were talking about. They sold a bar stool back to Dave, whatever his name is, uh, for a dollar. But he has a essentially a non-compete. He can't do gambling stuff because. I guess he's he's going to go back to just doing content, but more importantly to the financials of it is Penn is taking all that ga- gambling technology and they inked a, a massive deal with ESPN. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure when you have ESPN directly involved now in addition to um, DraftKings and whoever else, all those participants are in the sports gambling arena, like there's going to be even more focus than ever on it in sports this year. But if we can somehow bring the two together in a uh, mainstream way, not just like, you know, uh, what was that wager platform? Holly market. No way before that it's dead now, but um, I don't remember. Anyways, there's this market where you could like make bets. It was an ICO. Anyway, uh, if we could somehow, like, let's say we have the PayPal stablecoin and, like, I don't know, choose a crypto, you can use it to gamble on whatever you want, sports wise, right? Like, that's Augur. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Gilox in the chat, rep Augur. Yeah. Um, imagine using like ETH as collateral or like a stablecoin as collateral for a sports betting platform. <laughs> like, that would be super interesting. Yeah. I mean, people are already, even within crypto, like, yeah. World that is, probably the most popular casino and i believe it has sports betting in addition to altcoin trading so what basically what they're doing is they're just assuming it's all the same right so the the crypto platforms that are making that bet are being rewarded i mean i think rollbit is one of the best performing tokens over the past couple months doesn't that uh doesn't that whole thing have a lot of baggage though you know yeah like i can't i can't trust anything anything that's overseas anything that's got blah 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 volume anything that's you're, got, but you're never like, but that's where most of the opportunity is to be frank i know but uh i don't know it's just not for me i, I know sorry just, i'm i'm a debbie downer i know it's just not for me just because you can't do it doesn't mean it's not worthy no you're right you're right i shouldn't uh oh, crap it's up another 30 percent today um yeah, let's see if i can pull it into the window it's here. uh to me, it's one of those things that like goes up a lot and then goes to zero. Uh, so, like, yeah, yeah. So Rollbit is six hundred and fifty-three million dollar market cap, and FDV of almost a billion, exactly, up tremendously over the past one hundred and eighty days. Okay. <laughs> but 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 the point is it's serving that exact purpose that you're talking about like that's what this app does it's crypto casino sports and other things i have no rollbit position i've never used rollbit i have no partnership with rollbit blah 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 <laughs> but 
obviously the market likes it. Yeah, and there's a there's a place for that. There's always been a place for that. A lot of how many poker players and whoever else got started is yeah, through like offshore sports betting, right? And there's still a lot of people in crypto who are sports bettors offshore. Like they use Tron Tether, they use they use everything, right? Um, and there's def- definitely a purpose for that. So there, there's a lot of overlap in those audiences for sure. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, as, as Magic Turtle says, if you liked FTX, you're gonna love Roll of It. <laughs> uh, I, I'm also, I've, I've, you know, never seen that. I know nothing about it, so it might be a great exchange. I have no idea. It probably isn't, and that's not my, that's not my point. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know, I don't know enough to intelligently speak about it, just other than what I'm seeing from the outside. So. My point is just this is where people are speculating. They're speculating both on that platform that's and fair. on the coin that powers that platform. That's fair. Was um, was the PayPal stable coin? That was Monday, right? Yeah, it's been ages. Do you have any do you have any thoughts on that? Not really. PayPal's enabling a Paxos powered stable coin and it's on ETH. Come on, get excited. On, yeah. Oh, ETH is gonna be hyper deflationary as activity um continues to increase. I just don't know who it's for, but maybe I don't see the vision. Maybe PayPal just wants this ability to have global money transfer in instance. Maybe their banking infrastructure is difficult. I don't know. Maybe they just want to cash in on stablecoin excitement. I think you know, yeah, they put out company... that report about how much money they make. They made like a billion dollars in a quarter. Uh, Circle just put out another one. They made the most more money so far in 2023 than they made in all of 2022. Uh, Stablecoin business is pretty attractive. So some of these other institutional types are looking at that and licking their lips, licking their chops. In a high rate environment like we are now. Yes. Um, anyway, I just, I was, it just seemed odd to me because I don't know who it's for. If, if they can make payments less, cumbersome frictionless whatever blah 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 sure but i I just don't know who's going to use it but maybe i just don't see see what's coming i don't know so what do you like right now do you like anything yield is great you get five and a quarter baby (laughs) yeah why would you uh makes it really disincentivizing to invest in anything else when you can get five and a quarter tax-free you take profit quicker you move cash into those vehicles and that's it. You know, Giovanni pickle says serious question. How does circle slash tether make money investing in deposits, selling data? Uh, it is by, um, they, they take the majority of the yield off of short-term treasuries. They make money the same way any bank makes money, you know? Yeah. Except for their, their lending profile is much more conservative than a bank. A bank goes and makes business loans and and whatnot, whereas Tether is just going and buying short-term treasuries and earning that 5%. Like they have a report for, you know, what percentage of their deposits are maturing in less than 90 days so that essentially it prevents a, a bank run potential for Tether. Um. There's also been some talk about uh, 
some kind of arbitrage between Tether and Circle and overseas stuff. So people are redeeming stuff in Circle because they can't in Tether. So there's been like a supply imbalance. I don't know what's going on there, but there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in stable stablecoin world. Well, I think Tether has smartly puts a small fee on redemptions. Um, people have also pushed back whether or not this is true, that it's difficult to get an account. It's difficult to actually redeem Tether. I think that's just Tether truther bullshit personally. But yeah, you can go to Coinbase. If you have a Coinbase account, you can convert to USDC or back to USD for free instantly. Uh, I think that's going to be a problem <laughs> when there's there's no demand for it. Um, hey, there's a free, easy way to get out as long as you have a Coinbase account. Yeah, man, I wish... Let me see if I can find it. So what are the compliance people at Coinbase and Circle doing? You know, because they must see this on the back end. We're talking about billions of dollars just getting drained. And meanwhile, Jeremy is, you know, Jeremy Allaire is tweeting about uh, Web3, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's just funny. I don't know. It's like, Jeremy, bro, your house is burning. What's going on? <laughs> Tether is, is plus 13 billion USDC's minus 13 billion, something thereabouts, you know, it's pretty one-to-one. -one. It's definitely interesting. I'm, gonna, it does... I'm looking for this thread, but somebody made a big thread about. Oh, the threadors have been absolutely, they're like locusts, man. Now that you get paid for being a threador on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the threadors are just filling up my, uh, my timeline. Uh, I've had some friends trying to make stuff up just to see what will harm <laughs> engagement. Uh, but then they're, they, they got bored because it was too hard. The investigator. Yeah. Um, it does look like Tether for the most part price-wise has corrected a bit. Uh, it's not back to a dollar on Kraken. What's the curve pool look like? I don't know. So there was this concern, I think we talked about this last week, like what, is, is Huobi in trouble? Is Binance in trouble? They can't get USD. Somebody's trying to get USD. They're going to the curve pool. They're going to the Uniswap pool. That seems to be behind us now. The other sort of implied problem there was that they couldn't cash out via Tether. That's why they were selling Tether. And that's why the Tether price potentially was sold off. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but the curve pool last I saw was like a 52% tether. So it had corrected quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I think most of that got fixed with the curve stuff because the founder of curve paid his, most of his loan back, got his health. Well, this was like, you know, another. I think unrelated thing for oh, for her. Yeah. My issue is that the actual cause hasn't really been figured out. Like why did that happen? And how did it get better? Did the market just self-arbitrage? Did Tether step in somewhere? There was some conspiracies about that. Uh, I think it's good that Tether stepped in if they did. Somebody's got to step in, right? Yeah. Why not? It's a free market, baby. That's right. Um, so Nay underscore GMY wrote this thread about Maker 
leading the charge for the DeFi bear market to end. Um, they've been increasing their revenue, reducing USDC on their book, which uh, it used to be 50%, and now it's 9%. And now they're replacing it with yield generating RWA. I don't know what RWA stands for. You don't know what RWA Real world is, bro? Real world assets. <laughs> Um, anyway, yes. so now it's earning a decent amount of revenue itself. We've come full circle. Ouroboros, baby. <laughs> Going from DeFi to yield fi. I think it's great, but it's not DeFi, but I could be wrong. Well, I think this person is indicating that the what's been problematic with DeFi late, uh, lately, as in for a couple years now, especially as rates have gone up, the DeFi yields got more and more compressed. And so if you have this contract risk and on-chain risk, in addition to uh, yields not being very good, why would you want to use it? So everything was kind of just getting nuked. I agree and, with all of the above. Well, this is saying that because of these mechanisms, this has uh, got the potential to change. And now we may see... Um, DeFi yields rebound to a smarter relationship with traditional yields where you have higher DeFi yields than you have, say, treasury yields by a significant margin. And in that case, DeFi could do very well but as people seek that extra yield. Well, now you're also competing with ETH yield too, right? Yield all the yields. They'll probably be interconnected and you'll just have a congregated yield amongst them all. Can I do a blended like 50-50 ETH maker real world asset pool sure. yield? Sure. Why not? Yeah, let's go. Anyway. So I just I just just checked here. I have a I have a theory, okay. Okay. Curve pool up to 65% tether. It's possible that for some reason, you know, wires being closed on the weekend. I don't know. It's Friday, right? Um maybe we're starting to start going to start seeing tether just like get off a dollar every uh friday saturday sunday Ooh. because nobody can arv it because of lawyers hmm. um yeah, i don't know i out for that research that one for us josh yeah i'll be watching i'll be watching it i'm sure people will be talking about it uh because if that's a problem every weekend and then that's again that's a sign that something's not working the way it should be you know, the big problem here is that we've gone 22 weeks with basically no volatility in crypto. <laughs> that's, that's, the why, that's why we opened the show with friend tech. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we're bored out of our minds. This is 20, 2019 level boredom. Different looking chart, but same level of boredom. I was thinking, like, is this worse than 2015? I don't think so. Is it worse than 2018? Not yet. Is it just about like 2019? Yes, I'd agree with that. Yeah, um, it feels like this area down here. Yeah, but that felt very, I was very sure of that. We had talked about that. You and I were very bullish at the you, time. Yeah, we were. A lot of people were not. Yes. Uh, up here, I don't know. I'm not, I'm bullish. I'm more bullish on the fundamentals than I was down there. Mm -hmm. uh, but the chart to me still, I need to be convinced. Um, of a higher high because I'm just worried that this is going to break this diag and that's it. You know, it's all she wrote. 
because it's in it's in the daily cloud ish it's in it's in no man's land flows on the traditional side are just waiting for an etf etf got delayed today from arc which wasn't a shocker the spot etf the speculation is that the spot the etfs are looking like they're going to get approved and the likelihood is multiple will get approved at one time i hope they all get approved i hope grayscale wins their lawsuit and i hope grayscale has to restart their process as they watch all the institutions uh get approved <laughs> i hope we get some of this resolution between grayscale and gemini seems like there's some real squirreliness going on there yeah lots of consternation and funny games for sure um and if we push the ctf stuff back just keep pushing it back that's fine you know it's not like TradFi looking at this chart looking at the fundamentals and yeah, you really macro want, and yields like there's you want, it, you want it to happen when things start being more obviously bullish. Yeah, do it after having right. Do it uh, April or May. We want we want an approval then when everyone's like, oh god, where can I get some of this BTC? They're not doing it now, you know. I don't, I don't know. I, th I think it's fine. I don't think it's any crazy. But yeah, having is still early next year, so we got time. Rates are still ridiculous. I saw the money market accounts hit an all-time high, like five point five trillion or something. That's a lot of dry powder. It's a lot, but there's a lot of yield. There's a lot of yield. Then that's back to the stable coins. You know, that's where they get uh, that's where they get all that in in uh, reverse repo and in money markets as long as well as treasuries. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Dixie's been real interesting it turbo capitulated and then has had four weeks of straight upwards motion and i think we're gonna see here if it's gonna maintain a lower high downtrend or if it's gonna have a stronger recovery that stronger recovery would probably be pretty bad for risk markets that's just another reason to delay the etf <laughs> like <laughs> let let dixie be bullish yeah let that play out let Bitcoin flounder and let the rest of crypto, you know, sell off. Why, why jump into that like upstream and we can just wait for things to settle down? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in any rush. If anything, if you're sure the ETFs are going to get approved, if you're sure institutional flows are coming, you want lower prices. You want to accumulate more. You want more time. You know. So the price is whatever at this point. You know, it's only a matter of time, in my opinion, before we actually see what the flows look like. Yeah, uh, thirty-year, ten-year, two-year, all pressing highs as well. Um, it's none of these things like speak great for crypto <laughs> uh, having large upside, but I don't know. We'll see. Nasdaq um, on the month is down, but it had four straight months of high upside and almost looks like it was at practically an all-time high. So. In my mind, it would not surprise me to see some correction, consolidation in stock markets, especially as those other forces that we just talked about play out. Uh, and I think that would mean it's going to take a while for crypto as well. That'd be my guess. I don't know for sure, but that'd be my guess. Yeah, I think legacy is definitely due for a correction. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. 
and uh because of the lack of breadth breadth we can't say that word <laughs> yeah uh because of the lack of breadth then uh you know it's the five top five stocks that control S&P or the, and the Nasdaq whatever it is right and that none of those are looking great uh Tesla pulled back Microsoft pulled back Apple pulled way back I think Meta looks the best among them Netflix looked okay as well yeah look at that weekly on Nvidia oof looks like maybe it finally topped you know I don't want to call it top in a mania but uh at least in the near term you know who's making bank on uh, yield is Apple with their uh, Goldman Sachs savings account thing. Uh, Ten, 10 billion they hit uh, last week. I didn't Crazy. realize Apple had gone to an all time high. Yeah. Three trillion dollar market cap. I think it hit. Just mind blowing, man. So not only is is like you know crypto's not moving, but you've got legacy that just blew off completely and now it's pulling back and uh you got the mining stocks that were doing extremely well too so it's just it's just very little reason for anybody to care about spot right now you know spot crypto spot crypto and then you've got ethne gbtc like if you want exposure those are also options because there's massive discounts on those still 25 35 percent yeah yep i had bought significant amount of ETH a little while back and been very happy with it because it's performed fairly well on most days, ETH, whether ETH has or not. <laughs> right. Just as a lot of this ETF talk is helping compress the uh, discounts on these products. So what's happening is these lesser ETFs that are having trouble competing against uh, the big guy of ProShares, they've decided to add, attempt to add, you know, Valkyrie being one of them, ETH to the offering. So it'll be interesting if that actually gets approved. I don't see why it wouldn't other than it's ETH, but that should help the ETH discount, you know? Yeah. Well, GBTC, June 13th was a 44% discount and today it's at 25. So a significant recovery. It was almost a 50% discount at the end of 2022. 48, 49%. And then I believe ETH E was. Well, for years, the news got worse and worse and worse that we're not going to have an ETF. We're not going to have an ETF. And that pendulum has swung the opposite direction. So yeah, I think the these discounts should continue to close. June ETH E discount was 56% to 35%. At the end of the year, ETH E discount was 60%. And is now thirty five percent. So, even if ETH and ETH has been flat since that June period, but you know, ETH E has done okay over that time. And I, I would, to your point, agree. Uh, this thirty five percent, I want to hold on to ETH E until it's like twenty percent or less before I start questioning w whether it's a a worthy discount. You know, I think for the real flows, you know, you've got people sports betting and playing on base <laughs> and you've got people playing the legacy side and looking at stuff like this and saying, yeah, why would I buy a spot? You know, so I, I just don't think there's a lot of flows in general right now um, for all the reasons we talked about. But yeah, when, once that stuff starts to close, 
I think that's really good for the spot side of things. But people are people are too hip and with it now. The, the meta has been exposed, and uh, people know where to get their their fix. The mining stuff, the grayscale stuff. Those are the plays. Spot. Who cares? You know. Spot and chill. You got to worry about custody. You got to worry about. Oh, you mean why care about spot? Yeah, like well, why would the people? With, I'm saying why would the people with money right now? Who aren't worried about paying for groceries? <laughs> uh, why would they buy anything but these legacy TreadFi products? You know, in in the moment, you know that's going to change. Hopefully, once the spot ETF gets approved. But yeah, I think it's fair. I think it could continue for another few months until the ETF stuff shakes out. Why don't we leave it there? I don't have anything else to add. Yeah, I. ETH and it's either 2000 or forget about it. I don't, I don't think there's anything else to say. But 2000, take us straight to three. If well, if you're bullish ETH again, what do you care, right? Just keep accumulating, keep yielding. It doesn't matter, right? Just don't lose it all on a stupid leverage trade. Yep. Take it slow. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> Appreciate you. Good to see you, Josh. Good to see you. Follow Josh at Carpe Noctum. He's been doing a lot of YouTube stuff lately. See you later. Monuments crumble in the blink of an eye. The easy river has just run dry. In a house of cards, I feel the breeze wound so tight, I can barely breathe. Oh, the chase, oh, the chase.